verse that was read and power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth that they should kill one another and there was given unto him a great sword. And when he had opened the third seal I heard the third beast say come and see and I beheld and lo a black horse and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying a measure of wheat for a penny three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. And when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the four beasts saying, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was Death and Hell, followed with him. And power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with a sword, with hunger, and with death, and with the beast of the earth. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? White robes were given unto every one of them, and it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants also and their brethren that should be killed as they were should be fulfilled. And I beheld when he had opened a sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair, and the moon became as blood. The stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. The heavens departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, the great men and the rich men, chief captains and mighty men, every bondsman, every free man hid themselves in the dens, and in the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountain and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that setteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. For the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Has uh, anybody seen my wife here tonight? Okay, she is here? Okay. Uh, I knew they were leaving when I was leaving her and Mary, and so I need to get that cleared out of my head before we get into this, uh, thinking something might have happened. All right, Revelations uh, 6, and the uh, important thing you want to remember tonight, and a lot of times we'll, we get into Revelations, especially 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18 are just some awful uh, bad uh, scenes like we've never seen before. And the thing you want to remember as a saved child of God the thing you want to remember tonight is that when all that's taken place, you'll be up there. Amen. Uh, the, rapture, the rapture of the church, a lot of times people uh, get into Revelation. I'm talking about saved people. And they get to reading all that stuff. And they, uh, I have even had them to quit coming because they say it just sounds awful and everything. But really, as a child of God, everything... Uh, everything from chapter 6 all the way to chapter 19, uh, you will not be on this earth when that happens. Uh, because uh, we believe that the Bible teaches the church is raptured in chapter 4 and verse 1. Uh, the reason we say that is because you have seven letters in chapter 2 and 3. You have seven letters written to the seven churches of Asia. Now that was written to literal churches in Ephesus and uh, Sardis and the places where they were, but they also make up a a real good uh, history of what the churches went through all the way down to the present age. 
And right now, uh, we would be located in Laodicea, which is the last letter. And, uh, and it describes us real good. Uh, Revelations uh, 3.14, And said unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans. That word Laodiceans, if we studied in the past, means what? means the rights of the people. Everybody's wanting their rights. And uh, that's where we're at tonight. And he said uh, that the church, uh, that they're not, they're not what you'd say cold, but they're not what you'd say hot. They're just kind of middle of the road. That'll, that'll describe 90% uh, of the churches uh, in America today. They're, they're not, you wouldn't say they're completely froze. They're not red hot. They're just somewhere in the middle of the road. Uh, that's the Laodicean church. They got, uh, they got at least enough money and uh, that it says that they say we're rich and increased with goods. We don't need nothing. Uh, they got uh, used to churches that struggle to pay a light bill or uh, building payment. I remember years ago uh, we first uh, bought the building. Well, we hadn't even bought it yet. We were just renting the upper building. And one year we had lots of snow. It seemed like it snowed every Sunday. It snowed. We couldn't have church. I mean, big snows. And uh, we didn't have enough money in the bank uh, to make a rent payment. So I'd have to literally drive around to the member's house and uh, collect offering so that we'd have enough money to pay our, uh, pay our rent. Well, we're not that way tonight. Our building's paid for. We don't owe a dime on anything. Uh, we got some money in the bank. Uh, we're supporting uh, about 20 missionaries, $100 a month, uh, most of them. Uh, and uh, so, uh, you know, every church, most churches now have got plenty of money. they got big mega buildings, uh, some of them million-dollar buildings, and they got nice sound system, everything you can think of, they got it. And so they can sit back and say, we don't need anything. But the Lord looks at that Laodicean church and He said, you're wretched, you're blind, you're poor, uh, you're miserable. In other words, you don't know what your real condition is. And so when we started out in Revelations 2, the Lord's, or Revelations 1, the Lord is walking in the midst of the seven candlesticks, which represents the churches. And He's walking in the midst of it. He's in the midst of the church. But when you, when you get over to Laodicea and the last church, He's not even in the church. He's outside knocking, trying to get somebody to let him in. And uh, so that's the last uh, letter to the church. And uh, that's the end of the church age. And so in chapter 4 and verse 1, first thing we have is John said, After this, after what? After the church age. After the church age is ended. After this I look and behold a door. Who's the door? Jesus is the door was open in heaven, and the voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. That's only found three times in the Bible, that phrase, Come up hither. Uh, that phrase is only found three times. Uh, we went through that back a few months ago, a month ago, and it represents the three, uh, the three raptures, if you will, the three resurrections might be a better word uh, that takes place. The first one is uh, Old Testament saints, and that verse is found in Proverbs, I think 30. But it's Old Testament saints that after Jesus is crucified and He rises from the dead, the Bible said there arose many of the saints and went into the city. But you want to be sure and catch this word. It said after He arose. Because nobody arises till He, he rises. He's the first fruits. He's, he's the only one that rises and 
doesn't go back. Lazarus rose, but he went back. Okay, the second uh, caught up is in 1 Thessalonians 4, and it's the church, it's the rapture, it's us. He said a trumpet sounds, and we're all caught up together to be with him. The last one is Revelation 11, which is really at the end of the tribulation, and it's the tribulation saints are caught up, and the probably 144,000. Uh, so there's actually three raptures. That's why 1 Corinthians 15 says, Every man after his own order. Said Christ the first fruits. After that, every man after his own order. So I said all that to say this. The rapture takes place in chapter 4. Chapter 5 is a heavenly scene. The church is already there. How long are you going to be there? The church will be in heaven from Revelations chapter 4 and verse 1 to Revelations 19 and verse 11. Uh, you can look them verses up. Be raptured chapter 4 and verse 1. They'll be up there all during that seven-year tribulation. They will be doing what they did in chapter 4 and 5. They'll be resting in the Lord. They'll be worshiping the Lord. Uh, they'll be singing. And then for most of the time, there's going to be the judgment seat of Christ and ever. Every Christian will have to stand before the Lord, not see if they're saved or not saved, but they'll have to stand before the Lord to give account of their life as a servant, uh, how we serve the Lord, because he's got at least five rewards, or maybe more, but there's five listed in the Bible that, that we'll get crowns for if we've served the Lord and faithfully served the Lord. End of chapter uh, 4, once all those crowns are given, uh, then they'll be cast at Jesus' feet. So that's why it's important uh, to get a crown. Uh, so it's a heavenly scene. Okay, in chapter 6 now, verse 1, the white horse rider of Revelation 6 and 1 is the Antichrist. A lot of people used to teach, a lot of old commentaries. If you get an old commentary, it'll say that white horse rider is Jesus Christ. But later on, people got to comparing Revelation's uh, 6 and 1 to Revelations 19 and verse 11 where there's another white horse rider. When we look at the one in uh, Revelation 6 and 1, uh, the Bible said that behold a white horse and he that sat on them had a bow and a crown, just one crown, was given unto him and he went forth conquering uh, and to conquer. But in Revelations 19 we have the other white horse rider which is Jesus Christ and he said, I saw heaven open, verse 11. Behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. That's the Lord. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Uh, his eyes are as flames of fire. Well, that's the, that's the Christ back in chapter 1 of Revelations. When John sees him, his eyes are like, like flames of fire. And on his head were many crowns. See, many crowns. Not just one, but many and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. Look in, uh, I think it's Proverbs 30. Just come to my mind, Proverbs 30. Proverbs 30, and look at verse 4. Who hath ascended up into heaven, or descended? 
Who hath gathered the winds in his fist? Who hath bound the waters in a garment? Who hath established all the ends of the earth? What is his name? And what is his son's name, if thou can tell? Every word of God is pure. So basically he's telling you his son's name is the word of God. I talk about God the Father. His son's name is the word of God. And so uh, this uh, white horse rider is going to ride forth and he's on a white horse. White always the what? Good guy. White's always a good guy. Black guy is always a villain dressed in black, black hat. White guy's always good, so he's going to come forth uh, seeming like he's a good guy. And uh, he comes forth, he has a bow, very significant, no arrows. No arrows. In other words, he's coming saying, I'm going to, I'm going to bring peace to the world, uh, which nobody's ever been able to do. And, uh, he's, and he's going to be able to accomplish that for a short period of time, uh, less than three years probably because it would take him a while to get started, and so there will be a very short time of peace, and it's going to look like everything's good. And the Bible said in 1 Thessalonians 5, when they say unto you, peace and safety, then come a sudden destruction. Uh, so uh, there can never be a, a world global peace until the Prince of Peace comes back. And uh, when he comes back, there will be a thousand years of peace uh, when he comes back, so he's uh, he's going forth, and we we are told why he's going forth. He's going forth to conquer, to conquer, and to conquer. Uh, is that what it says? Going forth, conquering, and to conquer. Uh, so his uh, his main agenda is world dominance, uh, ruling the whole world. Uh, I don't ever. I never have figured out why anybody won't do that, but it's just in the heart of man. Uh, uh, James tells us that back in uh, James chapter four, he tells why that we've had uh, every war we've ever had uh, is because of this. In James chapter four, it said verse one: "From whence cometh wars and fightings among you? Come they not even of your lust?" that warn your members. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war that you have not because you ask not. So lust, lust. Not satisfied with just this country. We want the other country and we want the other one. And, and there's been the Hitlers and the uh, different ones down through time that were pictures of the Antichrist. Important statement right here. Listen to it. Nothing from chapter 4 all the way over to the rest of the book of Revelations, nothing in there has happened or is happening right now. Not happening right now. Every now and then you'll hear somebody say, well, this, uh, this vaccine's going to be the mark of the beast. Not now. Uh, it may be something like that when it comes along, but not now. Uh, sometimes people, uh, I've done it myself, get gas and you filling your car up and the thing kicks off. You look around, 666. Oh my, I need to run that up another penny. Uh, people get tore up about stuff like that. 
That 666 means nothing until it's connected with the Antichrist. And it's not connected with the Antichrist. Now, Eddie just said something. He said in the forehead. Well, I'll give you something on that I just seen recently. Look in the Revelations 13. This is why I like this King James Bible. Look in Revelations 13 and look in verse uh, 16. I've heard people say this all my life. People's going to have a mark on their forehead or they're going to have a mark on their hand. Eddie just said it. The King James Bible is the only Bible that is worded this way. The New King James says what Eddie said. Going to have a mark on their forehead. The NIV says the same thing. Going to have a mark on their hand. The King James Bible is the only Bible out there that words it this way. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, bond and free, to receive a mark, what? In. In. In their right hand or in their forehead. Like an injection. That's why I like this Bible. In, in, in. Well, I seen a thing last year where they were talking about them chips and uh, they could actually uh, insert them things, almost like a shot, they could insert them. Uh, but uh, the vaccine, uh, if, you ha if you've already got it, it's not the mark of the beast. Uh, you may not want to take it for physical or health reasons, but I promise you it's not the mark of the beast. You say, why? Nothing, nothing from chapter 5 all the way over, even chapter 4, because the church ain't after chapter 4 and we're still here. Nothing from chapter 4 all the way over has happened yet. So all this stuff you get on your phone, your social media, and all this propaganda and all this stuff that people are always sending out, it ain't true. It ain't true. Now here's what is true. What's going on right now may lead into and is a setup and is a type of what is going to happen. Now this is not going to be the last pandemic we're going to have. Uh, this may just be softening us up for the one that's going to happen when the Antichrist takes over. And, uh, and so they say, well... We had one back there and it's okay, so you know we'll we'll take another one. But the difference is the difference is when it gets connected with the Antichrist. When the number's connected with the Antichrist. Uh, that's what the difference is, and right now it's not. Now, first John two and verse eighteen, John said back ninety six AD, I guess, I can't remember if you look in your Bible there at the top, you can see what the date is. But John said, little children, it is the last time. He said that 96 A.D. or whatever it's there in your Bible. He said, little children, it's the last time. The last time has been going on for a long time. Really, the last time has been going on ever since Christ rose from the dead. And you read in your Bible many times, it's the last time, it's the last time. Well, here we are, 2021 and it's it's uh, that wasn't the last time back there, but really the last time is is a is a section of time. It was the last time when John said that, but we're at the beginning of that section of time, and now we're coming down to where it 
getting to be, it is the last time. And John, First uh, John two and eighteen said, "My little children, it is the last time, and as you have heard, Antichrist shall come. Even now, first time he says, little children, it is the last time, and Antichrist. I think that's the way it reads, don't it? Uh, Antichrist. What Antichrist shall come? But even now, are there many Antichrists? So there's been a lot of Antichrist ever since John wrote that." Uh, they're they're working toward the Antichrist and his kingdom and getting set up what he wants to do. So, uh, so keep in mind whenever somebody tries to tell you that stuff, don't get all tore up because nothing from chapter five all the way over to the end of chapter twenty-two has ever happened yet and is not happening right now. It won't happen until the rapture of the church. And and when the church yeah. Yes, I I don't like to say anything has to happen before Christ comes because his coming is intimate, which means he can come at any time. The moment, twinkling of an eye, if we say there's gotta be wars before he comes or there's gotta be Famines before he comes, uh, all that stuff's going to happen. But as far as I'm concerned, nothing has to happen before Jesus Christ can come. He can come at any time, and uh, so uh, I believe that's a true statement. Sure, yeah, yeah. And even if you were going to say all this stuff had to happen before Christ could come, the famines, the earthquakes, the pestilence. They've already happened. There's not anything we could look at that hadn't already happened. Uh, uh, kingdom against kingdom, uh, nation against nation. Okay, ever since uh, uh, airplanes and submarines and boats, uh, that could be fulfilled. Nation against nation. Because used to, you couldn't have nation against nation because they couldn't get to each other. But now they can get to each other. So really... I can't think of anything that would have to be fulfilled uh, unless you believed that the Antichrist was going to be revealed before the rapture of the church, and I don't believe that. Uh, and I've said, I hadn't changed on this, I've always said I think the church will be taken out of the way before the Antichrist is revealed, uh, First, uh, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of people that, that know their Bibles. And if the Antichrist were to uh, be revealed right now, they could point him out in a heartbeat. They just, they'd say that that's the Antichrist right there. But uh, in Second uh, Thessalonians, I'll read it because I've seen some of y'all turning to it. Uh, said, Let no man deceive you by any means. Verse 3, chapter 2, 2 Thessalonians, For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he is God. Saith, In the temple of God showeth himself that he is God. Uh, verse 6, And now you know that what withholdeth, the thing that's holding back, the thing that's keeping him from coming, that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity doeth already work. Only he who now letteth 
will let. That word let means to uh, keep from happening. Only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. Uh, that's the Holy Spirit. Uh, and you say, well, don't say the church. Well, the Holy Spirit's in the church. So when the Holy Spirit's taken out of the way, we're taken out of the way. Uh, and then, then you read on down through there and it talk about how he'll uh, deceive people and they'll believe a lie and be damned and this, that, and the other. So, uh, so uh, number one, the church will be in heaven from chapter uh, 4 to Revelations 19, 11. The white horse rider of Revelations 6 and 1 is Antichrist and... Uh, says show why with scriptures and we compare Revelations 19, 11 to Revelation 6, 1. Okay, it says, uh, well, I told you it ain't going to last long. This little time of peace that he has, it ain't going to have last long. And then his true colors are going to come out. And he says, uh, the first horse that comes out is a white horse. That's Antichrist. Okay, when he had opened the second seal, uh, which would be about, uh, midway in the tribulation seven year period I heard the second beast case say come and see boy this is going to be something to see you need to come look and there went out or there went out another horse that was red and power was given unto him that set upon him to take peace from the earth that they should kill one another and there was given unto him a great sword okay uh, this is a red horse we said last week that uh, there were several things that red reminds us of. What were they? Okay, blood, red-faced anger, red China, red communist, uh, several things that red remind us of. And, and uh, emergency, uh, uh, flashing red thing when there's an emergency, uh, bloodshed. So this red horse... Uh, that goes out, uh, the Bible said, uh, there was given unto him uh, to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another. There was given unto him, underlined it, a great sword. Great sword. Big sword. Huge sword. Nuclear sword. Uh, I believe that that's talking about a nuclear weapon. And uh, right now, 24 third world countries have some type of a long-range ballistic missile. China has plenty of them. Uh, Russia's got them that can get over here. Iran don't have one yet. You say, how you know? It'd done be over here if they did. They'd done slung it over on Israel if they did. Uh, but they want one real bad. And uh, whether or not they'll get one, I don't know. Israel watching them real close and they may blow them plumb off the map uh, if they think they're about to get one, which could be the thing that kicks all this off. Uh, everybody turn against Israel. Uh, so this, uh, uh, this uh, red horse rider, uh, we went last week. You could, I won't go there tonight. But uh, 2 Peter uh, 3, verse uh, 10, uh, talks about the heavens are going to pass away with a great noise and earth's going to melt with a fever and heat and the elements thereof are going to be dissolved. And then uh, Zechariah uh, 14 talked about these people that their tongue would dissolve in their mouth and their eyes would dissolve in their head and it's all the effects of, of uh, nuclear weapons. And uh, so uh, 
all it's going to take to take peace from the earth, the only thing Antichrist got to do to take peace from the earth is get somebody to fire one of them off. And World War III is on the way. You say, I mean, we're going to have another war. We're going to have, we're going to have several of them. There's going to be one in this. There's going to be one. There's going to be another one after the thousand-year reign. It's going to be short-lived. Uh, but there's uh, some more coming. Now, uh, I hadn't said this tonight. I did last week, but I want to. I do want to say it tonight. That chapter six, verse one, all the way to verse seventeen, that covers the whole book of of Revelations. It's like God says, "All right." I'm going to show you what the whole thing is going to be and then we're going to take it one by one and look at it. Uh, we'll see here how this whole thing, uh, these 17 verses cover the whole period of the uh, seven-year tribulation. So the red horse goes out. There's a nuclear war. Uh, a lot of people are killed. And uh, so the next, the third horse that comes out, third seal's open. And I heard the third beast say, Come and see. And I beheld, and lo, a black horse. And he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A, wheat, a measure of wheat for a penny, three measures of barley for a penny. See thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Now, let me say this. It only makes sense after you have a red horse with nuclear weapons and bloodshed and world war it only makes sense that the next horse that would follow would be black because black represents what? Death. Somebody dies, you hang a black uh, reef on the door. Uh, you go to funeral home, you wear black, at least they used to. Uh, so, uh, yes, after this, uh, after this war, while it's going on, there's going to be a, a lot of people are going to die, and this black horse is going to go out. Of course, if you've got world war, nuclear war, Next thing that's going to come is going to be famine uh, because of the uh, fallout from the nuclear war and all the different things. But when you think about this black horse rider, we said when we thought about the red horse rider, we thought about a red dragon. I didn't mention that one, but the devil's a red dragon. Uh, red China, emergency anger. But what do you think about when you think about a black horse other than death? Well, that's good. Okay, you think about, just talking about the color black, what do you think about when you think about the color black? The horse is black. All right, yes. Darkness. Storms. Yep. Lights out. Blackout. Like they had in New York and back several years ago, didn't last long, but that's just now see that wasn't a tribulation, but that's a little glimpse of what it's gonna be like worldwide in the tribulation. Everything that's now went to the uh went to the internet and every country's figured out a way to get into the other country's internet and so they can uh when that type of warfare begins uh, they can knock out all the uh, internet stuff and everything's controlled by internet. The red lights, or the street lights, uh, 
everything's controlled by internet, the cell phones, everything's by internet. So we're going to have a complete blackout. Complete blackout. Uh, what about, you ever heard this? You, the Black Death. Remember that? The Black Death, uh, when a pestilence or thing took place. We think about uh, all these things. So this red horse is followed by the black horse. Uh, it's followed by the black horse. And uh, he says something interesting here. Uh, I also think about this. Dark days, death, diminished light, a blackout, the prince of darkness somebody mentioned earlier. 90 million people in the USA get free food three years ago when I made these notes. 90 million people in the U.S. get free food. Now, let's say five years ago, because that was when Obama was president, wasn't he? He got everybody on food stamps and free food and all that. Uh, 20,000 people, and I, I don't know if this is in the U.S. or the whole world, probably the U.S., 20,000 people starve to death every day. That was five years ago when I made these notes. Uh, so there's going to be famine during that time. People, it's going to be hard. To, uh, now, now this wasn't a tribulation back in April of last year. But for the first time we went to the grocery store and the shelves were empty. We all panicked. You couldn't. There was nothing there. Maybe a big long shelf would usually be packed, and there's just a few items down through there, and the shelves were empty. Well, I knew that wasn't a tribulation, because none of this stuff has happened yet. But when I seen that, I thought this is exactly what it's going to look like. God's given us a little forewarning, a little glimpse of what's coming. Uh, prices went up fast. I was like everybody else. I went out and bought a bunch of uh, groceries, uh, $500, $600 worth of groceries, and I bought it up, and uh, we used all that up. And I went back, got basically the same thing. And I went up to the counter, and she rung it up, and it was a lot higher than what it was the other time. And I'm standing there with a mask on. I said, this is interesting, ma'am. She said, what do you mean? I said, well, used to, when a man come in a store with a mask on, he was going to rob you, but you robbed me. <laughs> so this, this stuff's a lot higher. But, uh, you know, that's, it's going to get higher. I remember working at Donnelly's, and uh, I can't remember what magazine it was. It could have very well been the, the Plain Truth, which was mostly Plain Lies, uh, Armstrong, uh, but I remember reading an article in there, and they were talking about uh, uh, tribulation stuff, and they said that a loaf of bread uh, would be like, no, this wasn't tribulation, I remember now, this was like in 1990, and it was like in the 70s at the time when I read the article, and it said by 1990 a loaf of bread would be $5, I thought, no way, and a gallon of milk, they said it would be like $5, and I thought, no way. And, uh, and now that's just about what a lot of it is, and some of it has been to that price. So when there's a shortage of food, 
the price goes up. By the way, did you notice the gas on the way in tonight? Now they say, and I probably believe it, they say the president has nothing to do with gas prices. They say it has nothing to do with gas prices. Uh, so Biden's only been in there six hours, so we won't blame it on him yet. <clears throat> I noticed it was 219 coming in tonight. Just a few weeks ago it was way, way less than that. So whenever there's a shortage, people cash in. Now notice... Uh, Notice what it said here when this black horse comes out. It said that uh, he's got a pair of balances in his hand. That means they're going to have to weigh this stuff out because there ain't, ain't a whole lot of it. And he said, uh, I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, A measure of wheat for a penny. A penny, that word that's used for the penny there, is a day's wages. So what they're saying is, a measure of wheat for a day's wages and three measures of barley for a day's wages. Now, I like President Trump uh, a lot, and I'm already messing him. Uh, I liked what he stood for. Uh, but one thing that he said that I'm afraid he's wrong about, he said America would never be a socialist nation. According to this scripture here, America will be one of two things. America will be a socialist nation or America won't be here at all. I have a book up there in my office. I was preaching in a church and they had me staying in the basement a few years ago. And the preacher said, just help yourself, feel at home. So I got bored down there in the basement. I started wandering back through the rooms and I found a box of old books back there, which I love box, uh, books anyway. And, uh, and I found a book that was wrote back uh, 60s probably. And it was a, uh, a book and uh, the name of the book was Is America uh, Babylon in Revelations? And the writer of this book, he believed it is. And of course, if you know the Bible in Revelations 18, there's political babbling and religious babbling, and they both get destroyed. Religious babbling gets destroyed in chapter 17. Political babbling gets start destroyed in chapter 18, and it's destroyed in one hour. One hour. He believes that that's America because... Uh, well, when you read all the stuff, and I'm not saying I believe that, but I will say this, the first time I ever read that, and from every time after that I ever read Revelation 18, I couldn't help but think about America because some of the stuff it said in there. He believes that America, by the way, I, I asked the preacher, I said, do you want this book? And he said, no, nah, I don't want it. You can have it. I said, thank you. I come home, looked it up on Amazon. I couldn't even find one. I found one, but it wasn't available. $100. Later on, I found another one for $50, which I'll sell to you for $200 if you wanted it. <laughs> but it, the guy that wrote this is not no dummy. If you've ever been driving in your car listening to Christian radio and you heard, you've heard Brother Lutzer at the Moody Bible Church, yeah, well, he didn't write this book, but the guy that used to be the pastor 
of Moody Bible Church at the time wrote the book. Now, how many's ever heard of Noah Hutchison? Brother David has. Both Brother Davids have. Noah Hutchison used to have a radio thing. It may still be there, but it was called a, what was it called a Western Bible Radio or something like that. Southwest Radio, yep. And uh, at the time that book come out, he strongly opposed that book and and uh, done a lot of articles against that book. But after the man that wrote the book died, and time got to going on, things got to looking different. Noah Hutchison changed his mind about that book. And he bought the rights to the book so that he could reprint the book. And uh, so he changed his mind about it. But I said all that to say this. You see, what that's what you got there is socialism there in verse uh, 6. Everybody gets the same thing. Three measures of wheat or barley, three, a measure of this. Everybody gets the same thing. That's the way socialism is. Everybody, it's measured out to you what you get. Everybody gets the same thing. Is the way it is. So, in Revelation 6, at that point, if America is still here, it's a socialist nation. Odds are that it probably is not here at all. You say, why is that? Well, just the things we're doing. We're doing. Uh, Supreme Court passed a law who's not supposed to make a law, they're supposed to judge, but they made a law saying same-sex marriage was okay. I don't know if you've seen uh, President-elect Biden, if you've seen one of his, uh, if you hadn't, just look at his picks and people for office. He's got a transgender man, Secretary of Health. What do you think he's going to be pushing for? Government to pay for gender changes, all like that. Okay, God says this is all an abomination. That's even worse. That's even worse, Bill, from what I can see than what Sodom and Gomorrah was doing. And God burnt that place till there was nothing left. Nothing left. Now keep in mind, you're not here. Because that stuff gets depressing if you if you don't if you don't put the rapture back there in chapter four. They won't be very old if they are. Yeah, because all the children will be gone at the rapture, and so it would have to be children that was born in the first two or three years of the tribulation. It'd have to be just a few then. Uh, okay. Uh, and and there a strange statement there that nobody knows what it means. It said, "See that thou hurt not the oil and the wine." Strange statement there at the end. I've read everything on it. Uh, I've let, read a lot of comments about it, and uh, one of them said, uh, "I think this is Dake's study Bible, uh, which makes really no sense." He says, uh, "The the olive and the grape need no cultivation." One of them says the oil and the wine stand for the wealthy. Don't hurt the wealthy. The best thing I've seen on it, I've seen today, 
And it said some people think that this is a reference to the 144,000 in chapter 7, which makes a lot of sense. Because right after chapter 6 is chapter 7 and the 144,000 that are sealed. You say, well, how would that have to do with them? Because of the olive and the grape are native to that land. Now that makes more sense than anything I've read, but I don't even know if that's right or not. Uh, so anyway, the main thought there is the rationing of food and uh, the buying and the selling. Of course, at this point, we're over into uh, chapter 13, Mark of the Beast. You can't buy, you can't sell, uh, unless you have uh, got in on ever what uh, his name or whatever what the number is uh, upon that. Okay. During that time, I'm getting ahead of myself and I'm fixing to quit, but during that time, according to population right now, about seven and a half billion people on this planet, according to the population right now, what Revelation 7 and 8 said would be at least 700 million people would die during that time. But wait a minute. You can't go by the population now because the church will be gone. We don't know how many that's going to consist of. A million? Oh, you? Yeah, amen. Amen. Yeah, amen. Thought you had a little inside information or you said a million. <laughs> I know the Bible said that there's going to be a great number which no man could number. Amen. I seen a picture the other day of uh, this guy had put his wife's closet picture of it had all kinds of shoes in there and he had that scripture and under a great multitude which no man could number. <laughs> all right, we'll stop there tonight. We still didn't finish it up, but. Uh,